Chillax, a Singapore podcast where you listen to this our boy read interesting news and give his thoughts about it. So today, we have one piece of interesting news and today I'm just going to talk about this. This is about Singapore's endless love affair with private tuition just got deeper with COVID-19. So this is an article from today and it just talks about tuition. I mean, tuition is pretty embedded in Singapore society, right? Like, I think all of us has sort of like attended tuition before whether be it private tuition or additional tuition given by school teachers and this article talks about how tuition just i don't know it it, it just keeps on getting more and more popular during covid19 because i mean there's now home home-based learning right and home-based learning people might not be learning as effectively as learning in school hence you might need more tuition to supplement you know, the lack of knowledge, I would say. So this article delves deep into this and it describes a typical Singaporean family, you know, how much they pay for tuition and that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, so let me just read this to you guys. Housewife Santi Chu's two children briefly had Chinese tuition, but by and large, she never believed in sending them for private tuition. Not even when her older daughter set for the primary school leaving examination, which is PSLE, some years ago. COVID-19, however, changed all of that. Despite the pandemic causing her husband to lose his job as a project manager in the middle of last year, they had decided to spend about $700 a month from January to hire two home tutors for their young, younger son, who is taking PSLE this year. After seeing his math and science grades plummet last year, so I think... If you didn't know, COVID-19 has happened for over a year already. So I would say, I mean, home-based learning has happened over a year, I suppose. I mean, it comes now and then, right? Depending on whether there's a lockdown or not. So let's continue. Mrs. Chu, 46, blamed her son's poor performance partly on home-based learning, which was first introduced when Singapore entered a two-month circuit breaker in April last year amid a sharp spike in COVID-19 cases. Okay, so open quotes. He thought of it as holidaying at home and took schooling too lightly, she said. So she was referencing her, her son. She was further compelled to seek tuition for the 12-year-old boy after finding it increasingly hard to reach his school teachers. Hmm. Is the school teachers like, you know, jiazua or there are just too many calls inundated by all these calls from parents that they don't have time to react to everybody, you know. So with her 16-year-old daughter also requesting to have math tuition, the family's expenditure on tuition goes up to $1,500 a month. $1,500 a month. That's a lot, you know. And considering that is on top of things like housing you have to pay, school, school fees, school uh, miscellaneous stuff, uh, your children's uh, pocket money, Food and all this. Wow, 1,500 is definitely sizable. And this really puts me to questioning, you know, do I even want a children? Like, to put my children in this red race, like, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it just feels terrible to put your children through all these things. Okay, so let's continue. This is, is by no means a small sum for Mrs. True, who is working part-time at a food store while her husband does a mix of odd and contract jobs while searching for permanent work. 
despite their initial lukewarm attitude towards tuition. They believe that it is necessary now as their children just need some pushing to excel. Likewise, even though their household's income took a slight hit due to pandemic, housewife, Iris seem 40. Okay, so now they are talking about another family, which is interesting as well. They are spending about the same amount. So housewife Iris seem 40 years old. And her husband spent just over 2000 a month on tuition and enrichment classes for his three children. So they are age 8, 9 and 11 who attend brand name primary schools. Not quite sure whether this is relevant or not, but I suppose it is to highlight that even people who come from very, who are studying in very good schools take tuition as well. So Miss Sim who will soon return to the workforce after a 5 year hiatus to help pay off the children's tuition expenses considers the fees a modest sum two thousand dollars a month modest the higher end tuition centers can charge around two thousand dollars per child she pointed out okay i have no clue how much tuition charges but i know it's very expensive and this kind of puts it in place like how much each kind of tuition charges because i've only been to tuition like once I think two to three times, I think, I think over like maybe in primary school and I went to the very cheap one because I wasn't very rich, right? my family wasn't very rich. So we went to CDAC's one. And let me tell you, I mean, you pay about $7 a month, I suppose, but it was terrible, man. It was terrible. It was like, I learned nothing from it. It's just like additional classes. There's no, uh, there's no structure to it. And there's everybody is like, you know, I think it's it's a little bit hard to it's a little bit rude or bad to say this, but those who those who goes to the CDAC like poor income families, right? A lot of the students are all very naughty and they don't really care about study. And I also don't care about study. So essentially, you just go there to hang out, waste time only, and it's seven dollars. So I mean, doesn't matter, right? Seven dollars only. So yeah, at the end of the day, the bad influence just influence each other and. This really pays off in terms of like just you know paying more and going to places like tuition centers that charges more you are in better company where there's much more competition around that really drives you to work harder and study harder and i guess it makes sense if you go along this kind of logic and it is true to some extent like based on my experience and cdac just didn't help me at all it was it was like useless to be honest and i think my parents wasn't very like educated enough to know that like it was not help- helpful if i mean if your children if your child say that it's not helpful will you believe it no right it's like i mean they would think that ah at, at anything that's extra would help to some extent yeah. so let's just continue uh so if your child is in a good class in a good school then most if not all of their classmates have tuition in each subject that is why they got into that class in the first place. That is how they are going to keep up with the pace that the teacher goes in that class. So I suppose in this kind of scenario, it really, really, it really touches on um, schools that are, I would say, better. I mean, in if you are at like neighborhood school, those very lousy schools, like I'm not quite sure how many of them go for tuition. Maybe a rare few, those that are always consistently doing well. But if you start going higher and higher those schools that have uh higher SES students right then you have this kind of situation happening where you know students are taking tuition classes to learn more and to excel and to be ahead 
and even as teachers are now required to seek approval to give tuition outside of school following a review of guidelines by the public service division the pandemic has not only prompted some parents in singapore such as mrs chu to reconsider their stance on tuition it also seems to have made tuition as dis- indispensable as ever I mean because people are lacking in i suppose they're not studying well enough apart from discussing whether private tuition is a boon or bane for students and their parents the debate also involves a broader discussion on issues such as inequality privilege meritocracy and competition so i think perhaps now it's important to just really just think about it whether it's tuition um useful or not and i would say tuition is definitely useful and it really depends on what kind of tuition it is. If your tuition is like what I mentioned, like the CDAC kind, then it might not be as useful. Maybe things have changed. I mean, I, I took it about 20 years ago, right? So maybe things have changed a bit. But if you are paying more, definitely helps a lot. Like classes are more structured. There's more thought put into these things. And there's much more better influence around you. But at the end of the day, we are all just trying to do better in school and all these things. and this really puts me into question like like i mean what is what is all these things for like i'm 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 at this age right now and i have a job and i got this job not because i did well in psle i got this job because i had all this work experience and and i performed well and i'm a good person and i managed to you know do well for the interview and of course you can kind of attribute things like psle getting into a doing well in PSLE getting into a good school will kind of affect your your I mean how you turn out in life right like influences that is very important in life and all these things but at the end of the day you kind of ask yourself like if all these students are going for tuition right then all this free time is just gone they are just studying and and you're just like you know we are kind of like in this factory like Singapore is so good in such a sense where they have created this a factory that's churning so many students that that's of a similar caliber a similar kind like a same type of product which is these human resources right that is like i would say decent not terrible but not overly good in this case where i mean companies come here ah okay they are educated they speak english they are quite good in i suppose mathematics science and you know logical thinkers i mean it's good enough for us but is this what is necessary to thrive in the current society or in the future? I mean, this really, really is a question that I've been wondering about. Like, like if you are giving your, your, your child all this tuition, all these things, learning all this road learning stuff, you're not giving them the opportunity to explore, to, you know, explore learning. At the end of the day, I mean, it's all about lifelong learning sounds very cringy and very disgusting and i I used to hate the word lifelong learning but you know you need to learn how to enjoy learning and you need to be able to enjoy learning and know how to grow and you need to know that life is not just just road learning going through schools because i feel that in the future schools might not be relevant at all i mean i mean if you want to go to be a doctor or something or like an accountant maybe school is important but in this new age where like you know data analytics coding all these kind of things where the future is less straightforward and schools are not well equipped to prepare you for the future so i mean we are only thinking of a one dimension right now which is like 
oh, you have to go do well in PSLE, get into good school, good influence, then you do well in the future. But that might not guarantee success in the future because things are changing so fast and does this kind of model prepare your children to be to be well equipped for this future? Maybe not. Maybe they require more flexibility, adaptability, and just, you know, learning how to enjoy uh, the exploring different parts of life and also knowing how to react to and be better in life in this kind of sense, you know. I think it, it, it really makes you question in this kind of scenario, like, is this the, perf- is this the way to go? Is this the way to go? And, and I think having spoken to like a few people who are not Singaporeans, you kind of see like where are the merits of like Western model of education where they allow their children to explore and not just go tuition every time. I mean, they, they are more adaptable, more creative. And, and, and this really follows life better because if you are more adaptable, then you, are, you will do better in life because life is never a straight path, right? And things change, and now things are changing even more rapidly. And and if you are putting your children through this grind, where it's like, like give them this impression that if you do well in school, then you will do well in life. I mean, this is the kind of message that that you are sending, right? To some extent, yeah. So it it doesn't really bode well. So I'm just wondering, like, how this will turn out in the future. But let's continue. I think one of the things that really, uh, that that is very important that touch on in this article is also about inequality privilege meritocracy and competition like how um people who are richer who are rich have more access to better education in this case through tuition right the problem is that in the industry it has been overly segmented with unequal access sake mr victor who runs kit excel a social enterprise for the underprivileged and pal learning a commercially run tuition center for the middle income segment so for tuition to play a complementary role in the singapore education system costs have to be regulated so that opportunities can be equalized and market failure managed said the former physical education and english school teacher so they say classes for gep preparations and dsa not quite sure what that means have gotten out of control and it is impossible to stop as long as parents can afford it and he said that the tipping point came in the 2000s after more independent schools emerged which opened up a separate track for entry into the top secondary schools he said it is very primordial kind of system that affects society as a whole there's an upper class congregating in elite schools and centers that caters to that social class others were excluded simply by price and i mean you know this is how it is right like I went to CDAC. This is a good example. My parents can't afford to pay, pay, pay the two thousand dollar classes, right? Like, I mean, I have friends who who came from the same neighborhood school, and they were very rich as well. But they are able to go for those special classes that they go during weekends, and they were paying so much, and they were like, I mean, not sure whether it helped. The person wasn't doing any better, <laughs> I would say. But I mean, over in life. She did way better than me. I would say it's not really the tuition that matters. This is kind of going on a tangent. But I mean, she took the money provided some sort of cushion for her to just quit school. I mean, quitting school at secondary school, you know, after secondary school, you quit school. You stop studying. You stop going to polytechnic. Like, how is that possible? She just decided to become an entrepreneur and wanted to become the 
what youngest millionaire and i think she managed to achieve it she's living a very good life right now and i mean that's life isn't it having the money kind of provides a cushion and also having the money will get you better access to education and yeah but i suppose this is something that is important to think about and, and i'm not quite sure whether this is relevant to anybody that is listening because i have no idea how old the age segmentation are are you married do you have children mm, yeah and I, I think at this point i kind of just want to think and just ramble a little bit about what kind of content do i want to put on this podcast this feels way too serious but i do enjoy talking about these kind of things but i want to make it entertaining as well but having another person will be more entertaining but i mean nobody want to nobody have time right to do this kind of stuff with me so having a single person is easier to plan around easier to do things probably i think maybe on the main channel if you all didn't know there's a youtube channel so uh the youtube channel probably gonna do something more variety and then if people are more interested in delving deeper they can actually listen to the podcast i mean variety in the sense where you just do the typical youtube stuff you know put reviews i suppose or something i mean it's good to have a creative outlet when you're working because you can get stuck in the grind and things just kind of lost a lot of meaning and you just feel like there's a lack of motivation to i mean every day wake up do work and it's even more worse covid covid19 lockdown i mean it's not really lockdown but you, you can't really go anywhere right so you just keep doing the same thing and when you don't have a relationship right you don't have a girlfriend or anything or boyfriend the routine is just pretty simple your friends meet their girlfriend i mean they got people to meet then now you i mean you're not vaccinated then what you do do it stay at home ah. so having something creative to do i guess helps you take your mind away from <laughs> thinking that you're a sad lonely person but i mean that's how it is but hopefully i can do more and just drive more traffic to the podcast i mean i just want to talk about different things and i i, I try to be entertaining but i mean it's, i mean it takes time ah. it takes time to build up the skill yeah, but I also, I also like talked about this kind of serious stuff. So I guess that's that. Uh, I think stay tuned. I think about uh, a f- it will take a, a, a few more months. I'll probably start, I think, releasing videos on the YouTube channel instead of podcast to probably bring more traffic to the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are interested in sharing your thoughts, your questions or any feedback, you can actually email chillaxsingaporepodcast at gmail.com i'll definitely look at your email and i would reply you i mean uh if it makes sense and i'll definitely feature your topics if it makes sense as well i mean if you if, if, if it's not stupid i suppose if it's not e- irrelevant yeah and I, I guess have a nice weekend have a nice sunday and i know everybody's having monday blues sunday blues <laughs> Sunday blues is like a precursor to Monday blues, right? So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy your weekend and stay safe.